Hello, Desert Mountain members. Welcome back to another edition of the Desert Mountain Podcast. I am Patrick McKenzie. Good to see you all again. Kim, we're back to where it all kind of started here at the Fairways office, right next door to the podcast room. We're in... We're in the boardroom. The boardroom. We're in the boardroom. We are in the large conference room, uh, the Grand Canyon room, I think we've named it. And uh, and that is where a lot of good things happen, a lot of wonderful discussions and decisions. Um, it is Good Life Week. Good here Life at Desert Week. Mountain. How did we come up with the Good Life Week, Pat? There's so much that Desert Mountain has to offer. And like you just said, all the ideas kind of start here. Probably, yep. right? They, Am they I get, wrong with that? They definitely And they come do. to fruition. They do. Lots so, of hard work. Th- lots of hard work. So uh, whether you live here, you work here, you play here, it is the good life. And we're, we're focused on that this week. And, and a lot of things that do happen to make the good life happen are really uh, envisioned here in this room. So joining us here today are two lovely individuals uh, who make a lot of wonderful things happen for our members and for our teammates here. Um, please welcome Kathy Corey, who is on our board of directors. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I know. And Francine Keller, who is our director of administration. Welcome, Francine. Thank you. Hi, Thank Francine. you for having me. Absolutely. So today we invited you to help us learn a little bit more about how the committee's play an important role in making wonderful things happen in conjunction with our senior team, with our board, and with the members at large. So thank you for coming. This is something that you work very closely with in terms of committee work, and it's it's recruiting season. It is recruiting season. Uh, We are coming up on a board election next month, and right after the election, we named new members to our committees at Desert Mountain, so we're hoping to get a, a lot of volunteers to put their names in with Francine so that we can fill our committees. That's right. Is this, is this the actual F. Keller? That, uh, this that is <laughs> F. Keller at <laughs> DesertMT.com, as someone once said to me. So I am the Francine Keller. Well, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And so much knowledge and information. I've learned so much just even planning for this podcast about how our committees function, how they work. And because you are in that recruiting season, um, I did want to ask, um, well, maybe before we get into that, let's get to know both of you just a little bit better. better. So, um, so Kathy, how long have you been at Desert Mountain? I've been at Desert Mountain about 14 years. Um, my husband had a job in Chicago where he was in a room all day long by himself. And at three o'clock, he was a trader. The market ended, and Chicago in the winter is not a good place to be in. Then at 3 o'clock, there was really nothing to do. So even though I was working, he said, you know, it's time for us to have a different kind of life in the winter. And we came out here to look. Um, we looked around in the valley, didn't find anything. And then the next time I came out, I came by myself. My broker broke her leg, and it was a lucky break for me because she had, I had heard about Desert Mountain previously, but she had always kind of said, too far from the valley, you don't, you don't want to be there. And when she had broken her leg, I decided to take a drive myself. I came in, I drove through the gates all by myself, and I immediately called my husband and said, this is it. I knew within seconds. because It was just so outstandingly different from anything we had seen in the valley. And, you know, it was the best decision 
that we've ever made. That's fantastic. I love that story. Uh, breaking the leg can be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, really so did bring some good luck. It I did guess. bring good luck. I've seen well, well, we've seen since I've been here the new Sonoran. We've seen seven. We've seen the explosion of interest in Desert Mountain and and the arrival of Damon and 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 you and and Andrea and it's really been uh, as great as it was at the beginning. It's so it's such a different place now, and in my view, a better place. Oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah, and Francine has seen it all. I mean, the, how many years are you celebrating? I have um, coming up to fifteen years this year 15 at Desert years. Mountain. Wow. Yeah. Very similar Same. time frame from across the pond. That's right. We've been in the states um, eighteen years, um, and I guess like many people, we came for the weather, the lifestyle. We just came a, a little bit further. Um, but for the same reasons, really. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's fabulous, and it's just the best place to work. Oh, and here we are. Here we are. All right. So let's get into it. So um, let's see. Every year, again, we have this process where we recruit new uh, committee members, and that's because they've reached their term. And what usually is the time frame of a, of a term of a, of a member on, on a committee? It's uh, two years maximum. Okay. They um, sign up for one year, and that can be extended for two years maximum. Okay. And so we're, we're in that mode right now. As Kathy said, we're getting ready to have an election, and uh, the start date for these folks will be coming up here in April. That's right. Okay, great. So let's go through what are some of the the standing committees that uh, members can participate in and just kind of give us an overview of of those, Francine. So the standing committees are audit committee, finance committee, membership committee, member standards committee, and nominating committee. And they all report to the board. Um, We have two advisory committees, which is the golf and agronomy and health committee, and they report to management to Damon. I see. Okay, great. And so how many spots are we looking to fill this year? Um, coming up this spring, we have about 18 spots for members as they um, as they um, roll off the committee. Um, so we have about 18 available. Right. And when the members are listening to this podcast, uh, we'll be at the same time doing a little um, happy hour uh, and recruiting some folks. So there'll be a lot of opportunities to learn from um, from all of you on, on the process. That's right. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. So each of these committees, then, they all serve a purpose. They have a charter in place. So, Kathy, maybe we should start um, with... Some of the some of the things that we should know, and what what would a member expect if they were going to sign up and participate in these? Well, for example, the finance committee and the um, audit committee deals with numbers. Yes. So if you have a financial background, those are a great way of maybe applying your your background to the needs of the club. The finance committee is very interesting because. It helps us not only with our yearly budgets, but we've got a five, you know, and and then we try to plan out for as long as 15 years. So what are we going to do with with our funds in the immediate future, and what are we planning for in the long range? So that's an interesting committee there. Membership also meets monthly, and that's an interesting committee because you're planning – that's about the future of the club and what kind of members are we hoping to attract and – what are, what are what should our membership levels be? So different but very important questions. 
and maybe a more general interest, uh, general knowledge of the club can be, uh, and background can be applied for that committee. So maybe not as a specific background. So that's a great committee for somebody to be involved with. Um, Francine, what are you thinking? So the Golf and Agronomy and House Committee meet quarterly. Um, the ideal um, committee member for that is someone who is not agenda-driven, someone who comes with fresh ideas, a fresh outlook, an active member of the club, positive spirit, um, and just a general all-round person who just loves the club, use, utilizes the club, and would like to get involved um, more in the, in the club. That's right. And so to create that expectation for folks who are considering this or are listening to the podcast, you know, there there's certainly a lot of in, the, the in-person meetings are on the quarterly side. Are there other things that uh, time commitments they should be aware of as far as any um, email exchanges? You, you mentioned the membership committee, for example, Kathy. On the membership committee, I know that they'll receive a lot of notification via email. And, and will they get notifications and membership reports via email and it's always up of course if you're on a committee to really understand what you're reading in the report before you come to the before you come Mm -hmm. so you have to understand when you're looking at the numbers maybe how many people how many applications there are on the wait list and how many um, and how many of those applications are current members for example Mm. so yeah there is some homework that needs to be done um uh, for the House and the Golf Committee, even though they're advisory and they're looking for, you know, ideas about what we do well or ideas of how, what, how we can get better, you know, that's paying close attention maybe to not what's sent through an email, but paying close attention when you're outside at the club. Makes sense. Listening to other members, their comments about what they like, what they don't like. If you're on the golf course and you see an area that maybe, you know, could be improved and you're on the golf committee, paying attention to those things. That makes a lot of sense. And so as an officer of the club, as our club secretary, and you serve on two committees, you chair two committees um, and on the the board of directors, how does the board rely on and, and collaborate with our committees? Well... For example, membership does its work, and they make recommendations um, about applications that we should accept and perhaps new membership programs or new transfer programs. And so they make a recommendation to the board, and then the board studies it and votes you know, either to accept it, to modify it. So the committee does its work first, and then the idea comes to the board. Right, and um, each committee also has representation from senior team. And right. so there's a lot of collaboration and work that is done prior to these meetings with, with senior teammates as well. Back to membership, for example, with the new member model that came into being uh, this past year, before it started in the committee, the idea of getting rid of the transfer fee actually started with staff. Yeah. So Damon, Andrea, Nicole all put in a lot of time in telling us, you know, trying to research what best practices were with other clubs, what it might mean financially to the club in terms of risk to let go of the transfer fee and take on the idea of replacing the club, taking the responsibility for, for replacing its members. That was a brand new idea that really came from management first, 
was discussed at the board, was discussed at the committee, came back to the board. And so... Team, we, teamwork. It was yeah. teamwork. Absolutely. It was teamwork. And Absolutely. a lot of it is crossover. It may be yeah. finance and membership. A lot of it is, is, is crossover with various committees, too, Cer- before it gets to the board. Certainly. So that, that's a wonderful example. Um, and so as we look forward to board initiatives kind of coming forward to us, we work from a strategic plan. We've been um, talking to our members about what's in our strategic plan. It covers the next five years and something we will revisit every year to kind of true it up and, and have it be consistent with our vision. Um, what are some things that the board is excited to, to work on in the coming year? The most exciting thing, in my view, is the capital plan that's coming up, the renovation of the CG Clubhouse that we won't vote on this year, right. but we're working on right now, and we hope to vote on it next year. As we all know, and especially if you've been on a backstage tour, the CG Clubhouse really needs a, a big renovation to serve our needs and, of course, to help us achieve our vision of being the finest private club in North America. So we started with a work group of individuals with specific knowledge of what we might need how to, uh, and who should be helping us come up with an idea, a plan of how to renovate that clubhouse. And then we... Uh, have we have some preliminary plans for it, right. and then we turn over those plans to focus groups that are coming up this month, and we've got members, all different kinds of users of the club, who will be invited to uh, a meeting, and they'll look at those plans and give us their feedback on what they think, what could be improved, what could be added, maybe things that should be deleted. But we want our members, we want, we want that clubhouse, we're building it for the future, so we want our members' input on that. And then we'll go back to the drawing board with those comments again, and then hopefully uh, in conjunction, let's say, with the finance committee, cost it all out and try to align the cost of it with what we can do. And their staff, Andrea, will be such a huge help there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, next year, we'll put it up for the member vote. So to me, that's an exciting prospect because we have an asset that has really is not, quite, is not as useful an asset as it should be. It will increase our capacity. It will increase members' enjoyment of the club. And it will really add to what we, you know, it will add to Desert Mountain and be a huge asset to the club. We've talked a lot about um, increasing dining capacity and making better use of space that isn't really utilized today at CG, um, having more event capacity, doing a lot of creative things to just improve its use. Well, you know, if you've, once again, if you've been on that backstage tour, the fact that we can turn out any kind of meal service out of that little kitchen with refrigerators that are down two flights of stairs is amazing to me. That's, that is a testament to the talent of our staff. Mm. But, but once again, to have a place where there will be meeting rooms and card rooms and, and updated, you know, a, a, an updated bathrooms and kitchen with the uh, fabulous views, it will just be such a, such a, uh, a lift for the club. It really will be. Maybe not so many it's levels and steps. steps. Yeah, yeah. Yes. flat okay. now. Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, Mike and I were at the new member mixer over there just a couple weeks ago. It was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And you were giving tours. 
to the new the scenes, behind yeah. the scenes, the new members, they can, right off the bat, they're seeing firsthand Absolutely. what they're looking at for the future. That's I think right. that's a great idea. That's great. It is. And yeah. so, um, so following those focus groups and following kind of the exit surveys that they'll complete on our behalf, we'll schedule some meetings for all members to be able to participate in and we'll present the findings. Absolutely. They'll be also, we, you know, we like to be totally transparent with our membership. We want them to know what we're doing. We want them to know what we're thinking. And, and in a very large project like this, we want to be totally transparent about costs and how it's going to get paid for. You know, that's all part of the process here. That's exciting. Yeah. So back to our committees uh, and working with our staff, we we certainly have uh, a lot to look forward to out of house, out of golf and agronomy, these committees that um, that are taking shape. There's also a committee that um, that works on a different timeline, and that is our nominating committee. That's right. The nominating committee, um, new members are appointed in the fall, um, just in advance of the board election process. So they're kind of out of sync with the rest of the committee appointments, but that's a 13-member committee and about each year about a third um, roll off and so we're always looking for new members for that committee too. So when we, we send out the email and the call for participation their role really is to look through all of the candidates coming in and nominating self-nominations that come through. What is what is that process? So that's a short-term commitment that's as I said starts um, in about November or December um, they interview new committee members and then the self-nominees are all interviewed in January and the slate um, of three this year um, are put forth for a member vote, which will be coming up next week. That's right. We're mm-hmm. right in the right thick there. of the timeline. So Monday, the ballot's open? That's right. You okay. should all electronic again this year. Okay. Voting is from March 14th through April 11th. Um, and um, electronic voting, you can vote again through the website um, like we did last year. So we hope everyone will vote. That's right. And what is remind us what's the quorum that is needed for us to... That's 25% of um, eligible voters okay. for the board election. So we need, we need everybody to get out to the vote and participate in the next phase of leadership on, on the board. What I think is great about the nominating committee, this is a change from when I came. Uh, The nominating committee are 13 members who really delve into the background of the people who self-nominate for the board. When I first joined Desert Mountain, we didn't didn't vote that way. And I would call up a neighbor or a friend and say, because we're such a large community, who do you know? Who should I vote for? Now, this is a committee that really talks to these people, understands their background, asks for their ideas, and makes a very informed choice for the membership on behalf of the membership. So it, it's a wonderful process. And it's uh, with this year's three slated nominees, Athena Caveras, Steve Harper, our current chairman, and John Shanholt, they've done a great job. Three really great people who will come on to the board uh, at, after the election great fantastic well what a wonderful kind of look peek under the under the tent to how how these things work and make amazing things happen for all of us here um so the ballot's coming out on monday we've got a lot to look forward to um you'll have more are you are will you have any other um happy hours coming up um 
to do any... We have another Meet the Candidates on March 17th. Okay. 4.30 at the Outlaw Lawn. There you go. So the 17th of March to come out and meet the candidates and mingle with, with everybody, uh, ask questions about the committees as well, right? That's right. That's so right. All of our board members participate on the committees as well. They do. And once again, all somebody has to do is give Francine a call and put, if you'd like to volunteer, and put your N, to, and she'll send you a volunteer form. It's very easy to volunteer. F. Keller at DesertMT.com. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> that is perfect. Well, Anything else that we would like to share with our members on this exciting process? I'm just, I'm, I was so grateful for the opportunity to serve. That's what volunteering is all about. Not only is it nice to contribute to your community, but it's a wonderful, you meet wonderful people, really interesting people. You work with your friends and neighbors and our great staff, and it's a very exciting and fulfilling and great uh, thing to do. Wonderful. Yeah. Very rewarding. Thank you. Thank you. For Thank you both Thank very much. Thank you, Kathy. Thank, Thank you, Pat. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to get into some, some Let's great, get into some great, shots. great shots. Let's take it away. All right. All right. The members were busy once again this week out on the courses. Let's get things started with Stuart Goldstein. He had two notable shots in the past week, a hole-in-one on number six Renegade on February 26th, and an eagle on number 14, Geronimo, on March 1st. So a great week of golf for Stuart Goldstein. Kurt Bukowicz got an eagle on number one, Cochise, to start his round on March 5th. Susan Mormon aced number 13 at 7 on March 5th as well. Gene McGill, a hole-in-one on number 13, Cochise. And to round things out, this past Tuesday on March 8th, a hole-in-one for Joan Goldfarb, a number four outlaw. All right, Kim, that pretty much wraps it up. I'm so... I mean, not that I am shocked to be impressed. No. But really, up until we knew we were going to be doing this podcast, I didn't understand everything that went into making the mountain operate like it does. So that's right. This was nice for me to to sit in on. That's right. Well, like <laughs> yeah. like we said, teamwork makes the dream work. It's so, incredible. Uh, so between our staff and our amazing board and our, and our committees who represent our members, it. it it's a great team effort. It makes it easy to live the good life. It makes right? it easy to live the good life. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, until next week, we will see everybody around the mountain. See you next week. Thank you, Kim. Bye.